Hey guys, Travis Fulton here, host of the Stripe Show podcast. This episode is brought to you by About Golf Simulators. Absolutely love this thing. Enjoy the show. And we're back, Stripe Show podcast on a Tuesday. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day back in the saddle. A little time off for me out in the West Coast. Uh, visiting the family in northern Idaho, 80 degrees, no humidity, if you're into that kind of thing. But uh, I'm back at it here in Florida, excited PGA Championship week. I'm, I'm, I'm working off um, probably only four hours of sleep. You know how it is. You fly, you, when you fly back from the West Coast, you lose three hours. You're in bed at midnight. You stare at the wall for two hours because you're still on West Coast time. And then the alarm goes off. And it's time to go to work, but I'm feeling pretty good. Now, the good news is, is on that long flight, I put a lot of time in on the research here for the PGA Championship. Our man joins us. He's back for his third week. Mr. Keith Seward at Read the Line. How are you, sir? I tell you what, you know, you mentioned 80 degrees and zero humidity. I think if they had the PGA up in Rochester in August, we wouldn't reach that. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful day up here, but... Uh, you know, the apparel companies are happy with all the layering that's taken place. There's no doubt about that. Well, weather's going to be a factor, right? Let's just start there uh, this week. Um, it's going to be chilly. I see frost on Thursday morning, and then um, it'll warm up. It looks like Friday, but chance of rain and some windy conditions into the weekend. Weather is going to be a part of this, isn't it? You know, usually we always favor that PM, AM wave, but this week it's just purely for temperature. It's yeah. Thursday morning. Uh, the high tomorrow on Wednesday is 52 degrees. And uh, Wednesday night into Thursday morning, it's going to dip basically below freezing. We're right at 32. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's going to be. I mean, 7 a.m., you're the uh, one of the 20 PGA professionals that was chosen to hit the first tee shot. <laughs> and uh, hello, Cartmans. Oh, man. <laughs> it's going to be cool. But really, uh, yeah, the, the big story is going to be um, the play of the golf course, once it gets a little bit uh, softer and wetter on Saturday, maybe quarter inch of rain, 40% chance so far. It's, and uh, That forecast has stayed the same for about 72 hours. So it looks like we're locked into that. Well, I'm not on site. You are. Um, you know, I've been listening to a lot of people, texting with some people, um, looking back at this golf course back in 2013 when Jason Duffner won. Uh, you know, fast forward 10 years later, this course has been uh, a redesign. Uh, it's very different. Lots of trees have been taken down. You've got new holes. You've got different sight lines, green complex. I'm hearing that this is going to play maybe similar to Wingfoot that we saw just a, a few years ago. Uh, give, us some, uh, give us some insight here on Oak Hill in Rochester and, and what, the, what the players are up against. I love that Wingfoot comp. Another one that I really like because of the time of the year, uh, that Wingfoot was in September. But Beth Page in 2019, the first year that they moved the PGA to May, mm -hmm. uh, Brooks, that was a very similar feel as far as weather goes, the dampness, the coolness. Um, these are cold weather grasses. This place couldn't be any more green. And I'm sure you're seeing that on the 18,000 hours of uh, Golf Channel coverage in the background. But, man, the place is lush. It is growing. Um, I know JT joked yesterday that it snowed like three weeks ago, and it, maybe it did, but snow is water, and this place is growing, and it's um, it looks absolutely fantastic. Now, from a changes point of view, 
I would have to say that I think everyone's going to make a big deal about the 600 trees that have been removed and then it's going to become more strategic off the tee and the sight lines. And, you know, all of a sudden we got to favor all the off the tee guys. And is it Cam Young or is it Cantley and his new resurgence with the driver and all of this? For me, the biggest change comes in and around the greens. The greens were getting going through, and, and you know this, Travis, what happens over time between bunker splash or just the mowing practices, the greens get smaller and they also become, you know, the, the swales become more exaggerated from being mowed and walked on and everything. And this is this is something that takes place over 50, 60, 80 years, right? Mm -hmm. Which obviously Oak Hill's been here for. And these greens got the punch bowl effect. Next thing you know, they don't have any pin positions near the edges. The ball all feeds to the middle of the green. So, you know, if you're not the most accurate guy from long distance, you know, you're kind of getting favored. And Andrew Green's come in. He's flattened them. He's expanded them. And everyone says, well, that's supposed to make it easier. It's going to make it much harder because now Kerry Hague and his team, they're going to start to put pins in positions these guys have never seen before. Mm -hmm. Not at this golf course. And even if you're Rochester Rory, you haven't seen them. I mean, they're they're going to expand, you know, kind of the canvas. And I, I can't wait. And that's going to be the biggest kind of difference that someone who's used to Parkland golf and these guys in the tournaments and the major championships – I think that's that's the biggest kind of difference that's going to play out between 2013, where it was Furick versus Duffner, and it's going to be this time around, it's probably Brooks versus Xander or, you know, Rom versus Scheffler or something like that. Big power, long iron play, get the ball on the green, and then some timely short game. It, the ball's bouncing, it seems like, a little more than I was anticipating. I know it's been a wet spring, but I, I've been hearing a couple of players say that the fairways right now maybe are bouncing a little bit more, but obviously with the rain forecasted, if this thing gets really soft, we already know it, it's going to favor the longer hitter. And it sounds like with the green designs as well, it, it's going to be similar to uh, Wingfoot where Bryson just dismantled it, and, but also could play from from the rough and, and could kind of bounce the ball up to the green, which is which is a, a characteristic I think is is worth noting here because – if you can push the ball down as far as you can off the tee and you're still in the rough and you can bounce the ball up into the center of the green, that's a huge advantage versus if I'm in the rough, now I got to carry it all the way to the green. And we know that can be problematic in controlling spin. Is that, is that fair? And where some of the comps are coming from just in the ability to play out of the rough and kind of bounce the ball up to the green. Completely accurate on the firmness for sure. It'll be situational on how much you can bounce the ball up. Um, a lot of these greens are push-up greens. You're going back to the 20s when, you know, that's the way that they built them. Um, mm -hmm. That was the style of which, you know, the construction of the greens took place. So it, in a lot of ways, it'll be like it'll be like both Beth, Beth Page and Wingfoot. But in a lot of ways, it's going to be unique here. I mean, power is going to be such a huge asset. Yeah. At the end of the day, when you're walking around and you look off the edge of the fairway, if you miss the fairway by 10 feet, it's the same penalty as if you miss it by 20 yards. Mm -hmm. And from there, the rough is really going to become a, a big question mark for these guys hitting to these new kind of pin positions and these new flatter, less receptive greens overall. They're not, they don't have that punch bowl effect. So I think overall power is a big key and the golf course is playing firm. I wouldn't call it fast because yeah. of the climate that we have up here, but it's definitely firm, a lot firmer than we thought it was coming in. They've only had an inch of rain in May. And, you know, we're halfway through the month and it seems like if you look at the kind of the rain schedule or the calendar and how things played out, it was kind of spread out like a farmer's rain. So 
They have sub hair under the greens. I mean, they, they can basically do whatever they want at this point. If the, if the rain doesn't show up this weekend, let's say it just takes off on the great lakes and doesn't come right. This thing over the weekend would be a nice firm test of part right. golf. And uh, it would be the type of test that would be really entertaining for all of us to watch. All right. Well, let's get into it. Let's start as we always do with this great, field major championship elevated field whatever you want to call it of course everybody's here pga tour live golfers colliding for the second major championship it's called the pga championship and there's scheffler rom and mcelroy scheffler plus 750 rom plus 800 rory plus 14 i'll start with rory you want to talk about a different guy at the podium uh, this major versus the last um, you know, he, he looked, uh, probably as dismissive as I've ever seen Rory when it comes to answering questions that, uh, you know, relate to off the course types of questions that would be live golf. That would be rolling the ball back. That would be elevated events. That would be the PGL that would, you know, all these things that happen off the golf course in Rory's life as the face, uh, of the PGA tour. And uh, he's just getting back to basics and wanting to play golf and, and answer those questions. I don't blame him. Uh, he missed the cut at the Masters. He comes in here after a full week of work with this coach, Michael Bannon, in Florida. Rom, Rory, Scheffler, all with their A game. I still think Rory has the highest ceiling. I'm willing to go there a little with, with Rory because I like what I saw in the press conference, and I don't think it'll take long for him to get back. We know he's one of the best strokes gained tee to green. Rory's a dangerous guy after missing cuts. There's no doubt about that. He's shown that throughout his career. I was in the room, the one that you were listening to with his press conference. Uh, there definitely was. After he got done, we all kind of looked at one another like, that was a different Rory than the one that has <laughs> been the spokesperson for the PGA Tour for the last oh, 12 to 18 months or so. And um, it's interesting. I think he feels very comfortable up here. His wife's from up here. There's a lot of Rochester storylines with Rory this week up here. Uh, he knows the golf course probably better than anybody, has more experience here um, since the green renovation. So uh, of the big three, yes, he has the highest ceiling, but I think Rom's living in the attic right now. All right. I think, I think, I think Rom is in the mode of a Jordan in 2015 or oh. a, a tiger run or something right. like that. I think that the way this place sets up and as good as Rom's long iron game is right now, I mean, probably the only guy in the field that can challenge his long iron game is Finau. And uh, it could it could be a duel between those two for sure come Sunday. But of the big three, I'm favoring Rom. Yeah, I guess what scares us a little bit with Scheffler is the putting from five to 10 feet. I mean, that's the what scares us, but doesn't scare Vegas. They have him at the favorite um, at, at plus 750. We know Skrosian T to green. Scheffler uh, right now is probably the best in the world. I think you make good points with Rom uh, in the long iron game, which is going to be a huge part of this week. Um, man, we, we, we need a resurgence from Rory, and I'm glad to see him getting back to the basics. No, nobody, nobody, we've talked about this on the pod before, but nobody should be taking on that kind of responsibility off the golf course and answering that amount of questions. And it's not just the questions to the media. It's the conversations that he's having individually with all of the players as well. Had to be incredibly taxing. 
Um, and obviously, he, he took some time off away, missing an elevated event, um, which uh, he, was he was critiqued for, and, and probably deservedly so. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see him back to focusing on golf, playing golf, being Rory McIlroy. I'm curious to see if he can turn it on. I'm going to sprinkle a little in the big three on Rory. Now, we get down to Cantlay and Xander, who are always coupled together. There they are. Cute little pair, best friends, Shoffley and Cantley, similar games. Who's going to win their first major championship of those two? And is, and is it this week? I think it's Iceman for sure. I think it's Cantley. Um, yeah. I'm tailing Cantley hard this week for sure. And yeah, the big, the biggest difference there is the driver. And don't get me wrong, we could talk at length about Xander and how much better he's hitting the driver since early, early in the season. Good at the match play. Good in the team event. We don't have strokes gained data there, so I'll give it to him. Gained a bunch. Runner-up at Quail Hollow. You know, so I, I, the well-roundedness really suits me with Xander's game. But overall, the way that Cantley is driving the golf ball is going to be such an advantage. I mean, the fairways are really tight here, and I and I get that everyone's going to miss some of them. But over the course of seventy-two holes. Travis, we, we've got to find an edge that gets us to a winner. And his work off the tee, the best player with the driver right now in the game, I think is that kind of edge on this particular golf course. I don't know. Maybe throw in a major championship winning caddy and has the experience of one of the greatest players of all time yeah, on his point. bag. Yeah. And, and you know, everyone wants to talk about how he hasn't done great in the majors, but Kaylee spent a lot of time early in his career injured. You know, and he, the, people look back at that and they say, oh, you know, Patrick should be better. Patrick should be better. But um, in recent form and designated events, he's been competing and he's been competing well. And I think he's been building towards something. And I think it's a major championship. Now, hey, California guy, it could be L.A., but I like the fit here a lot more. And I give him an edge over Xander. Yeah. I tend to agree with that. Cantlay uh, seems to be a little better on bent grass, uh, according to my statistics as well, up there in the uh, in the Northeast. Yeah, strokes gained um, record, right, at Cage yeah. Valley? Well, he gained, what, 15 on bent grass so. greens? Yeah. You yeah, know, Xander, great. look, if I had to pick one guy to make the cut to save everything that I own, I would probably pick Xander. You know, like, just solid – and one and done type of player. I mean, you almost can't go wrong, right? I mean, he's just, you know, he's going to make the cut. He's going to be right there in the first or second page. And, but, but, but when you're talking about winning, and, and we saw it again um, at, at Wells Fargo, you know, he, where he kind of climbs to the lead and then all of a sudden it's a different Xander. You know, it's almost like he just pumps the brakes a little bit, not quite comfortable. Now we've seen him win some tournaments and I'm not saying he can't. I just don't trust Xander as much, I think under the gun with three or four to play as I do Cantley. I, I think your your points on the driver are well noted. I mean, Cantley is dominant off the tee right now. Uh, Xander ran into some trouble there a couple months ago with the driver. He's seen now to have worked that out the last couple weeks. Um, so I, I think both of these guys obviously sit there today at Rochester and feel like, hey, I've got the length and the driver off the tee. I know my iron game can be good enough. I know I can do enough with my short game. Let's have a good putting week, and, and let's see what happens. And they, and they feel like they can maybe clip one off here. So 
I'll give the edge to Cantley as well. I played Rory. I played Cantley as we moved down the board. Kepka. Hey, real quick, Travis, on Cantley. Yeah. I went. I, I'll keep going back to that 2019 PGA. First place Brooks. Second place DJ. Third place Cantley. He can handle this golf course. Yeah. Oh, and there's no question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No question about it. Uh, all right. So let's. Uh, and, and and I think the, I'm telling you, up there in the Northeast, these these pure bent grass, fast greens. I think Cantley's. Right at home here. I think he likes what he sees there. All right. Kepka uh, is popular. We see him right now 22 to 1, pretty much across the board of all the books. Finau, you'll see some 22s. I actually see a 25 still out there. Jason Day coming off the win. He's at 29. And JT has fallen to 30 to 1. Is that an automatic Beck JT, the defending champion, 30 to 1 at the PGA? I mean, all, all the putter just has to wake up a little bit. He's doing aim point now. Look at, I mean, he's got he's got this going now. And so he's reading the greens better. So JT, 30 to 1, automatic bet. Hey, just because you can read the book doesn't mean you understand it, Travis. You know, I mean, it's, if there's one thing that can be said for JT turning his putting around up here in Rochester, is that his coach, PGA professional John Graham, is from Rochester. So if there was anybody that was more familiar with the greens here, whether new or old, it would be his putting coach. So JT at 30, does that catch my attention? Not nearly as much as Brooks. Okay. Pretty much at any number that's not approaching the big three. But if you keep Brooks in the 20s for me, uh, it definitely gets my attention. If you look since 2017, at major championship scoring, Brooks Kepka's number one, lowest mm-hmm. scoring average, right? And that goes through all the injury ones. So for the last, what's that, six years, 24 different majors, Brooks is number one. And the one thing that kills me about Brooks is that his game is built for par 70 golf courses. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. When you start thinking about that, when I say that, I know instantly there's like this image in your head of what a par 70 golf course is. It's Biff big it's tough it's brutal right like a beth page and just like this golf course looks when you walk around last five years par 70 scoring on the pga tour guess who's number one brooks yep number two rory to your point rory does well on 70s but guys like rom scheffler they're outside the top 10 in par 70 scoring some of these guys need those extra par fives right Mm -hmm. brooks does not in that list of people there, right there in the 20s, outside of the two twins there, Xander and Cantley, uh, Brooks, for me, catches a lot of attention. Yeah, I was all over Brooks at the Masters uh, where he finished second. Uh, I was bullish on his play then. I'm bullish on his play now. I mean, Brooks is is a player that you're gonna, you've are gonna you got to sprinkle on. All your points are, are, are well noted. Um, I, I think kind of a weird Sunday for Brooks, you know, at the Masters. That was yeah. not expected. Uh, to see him struggle like he did. He almost just didn't look himself um, on Sunday. Nothing really went his way, and, and he faded away. And, of course, John Rahm got his first green jacket. But you, you listen to Brooks. You watch Brooks. I, I follow Liv. Uh, you know, he's on site there delivering flowers to all the moms for Mother's Day. I mean, the guy is just like – guy's just on top of the world right now. And, and good for him, right? If you love or hate Brooks, you know, he can be arrogant, this and that. Um, you know – watch him you know on on the netflix show full swing and he was going through a tough time and now he seems to have you know really gotten things back on track he's healthy and to your point 
there's no one better in major championships than Brooks Kepka. So you have to respect that. He's coming in. He's healthy. He's playing well. He's focused. I'll sprinkle a little on Brooks, and I'm going to sprinkle on Finau, too. I'm, I'm going to go a little bigger on Finau. I think it's time now for Finau, and I think he's ready. I, I really do. I mean, let's put it let's put it this way. If he plays like he did in Mexico, he wins this thing. You know, I mean, he was, he was dominant off the tee. His iron game was superb. His short game may be better than ever. Now, different golf course. I get it. Different week. Uh, but if he plays like he did in Mexico, he wins this thing where, you know, he, he took John Rahm and put him away by four. Okay, so that's the ceiling we're dealing with in, in Tony Finau. He's got four top fives in major championships. I think I just saw a stat on Golf Channel in the last five years. He's got the most top tens um, without a win. I think first was, was Rory. So he's knocking on the door, but he's got six wins now major championship Tony Finau PG it just sounds right if Tony Finau is going to win his first major championship it's going to be a PGA well it's a good fit for all those reasons you said he's got four top tens in the last 10 years in the PGA it's his best major yep um I, I can't disagree the long iron play is there you're gonna need it this week it's um he makes a ton of birdies and you're going to need birdies this week. You, you know, um, I think this, the winning score will be between eight and 10. I think it's going, it, it looks pretty brutal, Travis, honest yeah. to God. Yeah. I mean, you know, toes in the turf out there, walking around. It is, it, it looks very, very demanding. Happy with eight. I think they'd be happy. They, they would take eight right now, I think, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you said, hey, you got your eight under, you just sit here for four days. I mean, that, yeah, sign me up. I'm in. I mean, it's probably a playoff, I, yeah. I feel like, you know, yeah. um, it's, to average two under par on a par 70 in, in these conditions, I mean, it is so lush, Travis. Yeah. Right. Everywhere you go and the bunkers, you know, the edges of the bunkers are lush. So you're going to see a lot of kooky lies where the ball hangs up like above a bunker edge, hmm. but the, the edges are steep and they're kind of clingy. There's like a, a lot of sod there just from the redo. And, um, there's going to be some really funky lies there and bunker play is going to play a part. And, and Tony's done wonders with his short game over in the recent, you know, that's why he's been on this win run. Um, he plays well in bunches, played well at Mexico. The iron run that he's on is just it's otherworldly. It's tiger-esque. You know, it's been a lot. It's, you know, since last year's PGA, how many guys have four wins? Right. <clears throat> no, you know? yeah. It's, and it's look, he, he put John Romway by four. Defending yeah. in Mexico. I mean, he, he he put him away. I mean, it wasn't yeah. like Rom was re I mean, he just he just kept going. So <clears throat> yeah, it's a different Tony Fina. I mean, is he ready? We'll have to wait and see. But like I th look, this is Tony Fina wins a major championship. Which one of the four majors am I gonna pick? It's the PGA. Yes. Um, I think it's this type of venue, uh, for sure. Um, you know, we talked about uh we talked about Justin Thomas, we talked about uh, his coach John Graham. He's gonna he's gonna join me tomorrow, actually, tomorrow morning. Uh, from uh, Rochester. So John's going to share some insight there on the course. He's been on the course the last couple of days. Uh, I've got a lot of questions about what's happening with JT and his putting because that's clearly what has held him back. <clears throat> and I see him now, excuse me, I see him now doing aim point. Um, and, and clearly there's something there from a greens rating standpoint that they could clean up on. But they got some, I mean, JT's got some smart guys on the bag now. I mean, you got bones, you got... You got John, you got a lot of smart dudes there. I mean, so we'll have to see if JT can turn it around. Now, look, if there's if there's a streaky putter 
on in professional golf, it's JT. I mean, that doesn't need a ramp up, folks. I mean, when the light no. switches for JT, he'll go positive five like that. I mean, the, the guy will go and and turn it on just like he did late last year to catch uh, Mito and then, of course, win uh, in a playoff. So I'm curious to see what happens with JT. Now, as we move down, look, I'm surprised with Morikawa. I really am. I mean, Morikawa here at 34, we know he's – we know he's one of the – he is the elite ball striker. Um, iron game can wear you out. I'm surprised that he continues to live in the negative strokes gain putting. I really am. I, I like the changes he made. We saw some success early, and all of a sudden he's kind of, you know, kind of taken a couple steps back. And, and you know, so where are we at with Morikawa? Can he do enough with the putter? The short game, um, all of those things. Is he is is Morikawa? Let me ask you this: Is is Fitzpatrick, who won the U.S. Open, and you know, can keep the ball in front of him off the tee? What's the safer bet here? Would you rather take the the the, the really elite iron player and Morikawa, or would you rather take more fairways in the better putter in Fitzpatrick? I'm going to throw a, a third attribute in there i'm gonna take the power in fitzpatrick okay um certainly the short game with fitzpatrick the scrambling the putting i mean the putting is it's it's light years ahead of where morikawa is yeah Yeah. so um i and it showed last year when morikawa popped at the u.s open he didn't have staying power because a u.s open is a short game examination and you know at the end of the day fitzpatrick did and the guys at the top of the board did and you, you know a super credit to a guy like Zalatoris, who tends to contend with just great ball striking. I mean, that's kind of the example. Zalatoris, Hovland, Cam Young, Colin Morikawa, these modern ball strikers are fantastic. But if you can't chip and putt your golf ball, I mean, look what Tony Finau did. He wasn't winning. He was a pure ball striker. He got great at putting and with his short game, got a lot more savvy in and around the greens, and he starts winning. The guy has four wins in a year. At the end of the day, Rom's struggles last year, it dealt with his chipping and putting. It wasn't where it was in previous years. It's back. And where is Rom? Number one in the world. You know, every conversation with Scotty is in and around in his putting. JT, it's in and around in his putting. I, I think it's very difficult to be under this type of major championship pressure and say all of a sudden for a guy that hasn't shown us any signs of life that he's going to have signs of life, with Fitzpatrick's extra power that he's added on in the last couple of years and his meticulous, like, kind of chess-style play, he's a perfect fit for a place like this. Uh, so you want to compare him to Morikawa? I, I got to go Fitzpatrick. We're going head-to-head for the week. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And look, if Fitzpatrick, if his iron game is anywhere near what we saw at RBC, I mean, look, he'll he'll, he'll win this thing. I mean, that, 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 that's the reality. I mean, he's going to have power, and he's going to keep it in the fairway. His short game's good enough. His putting's good enough. He's handled the heat in the U.S. Open. Um, you know, it, it's just how elite can his iron game be? He lives in the red more than he lives in the green from a strokes game perspective. But then all of a sudden, uh, it, you, get, you get a strokes game like you did at the U.S. Open iron performance, and he wins. Uh, you get a strokes game performance positive 6.2 at the Heritage, and he wins. So... I don't know. I guess we wait for the putter to wake up for some. And with Fitzpatrick, we just wait for the irons to wake up. And when it does, uh, he wins. All right, let me give you a couple live guys here. You know, you surprised at all DJ and, uh, and, and Cam Smith down in this 35-to-1 range? 
I'm more surprised that DJ's down there based upon his, you know, propensity in the Northeast to just destroy people. You know, when you talk about going to another level, there's basically, in my mind, three guys in the field that can boat race this thing. DJ's one. You mentioned him earlier, Rory, and we both agreed upon it that, that Brooks could do it, right? Yep. If you look at the whole field, if Rom wins and wins by two, I get it, right? But Rory could win by eight. There's not a doubt in my mind. If he gets, if Rory goes full McElroy like he did at Congressional or at Kiowa, you know, those are the types of guys. I mean, you had an event, what was it? Scheffler shot 59 and, and uh, DJ beat him by five shots or whatever it was a couple of years ago in Boston at the playoff event. I mean, so, you know, DJ is one of those guys. I'm surprised he's, especially with, it seems like he cares now because he won in Tulsa in a playoff over Cam Smith. And Cam Smith, for me, uh, the driver really yeah. needs to be on the planet. You know, it can't be out one of the Great Lakes, you know, up here. <laughs> it's, it's now I get it, the short game and everything, but it's just, it's not as yeah. good a fit as it is for DJ. Um, DJ, for me, going back to a Wingfoot style, going back to that Beth Page Black, going to, back to his U.S. Open victory at Oakmont, brutal, hard, long, par 70, fits the code for DJ much more than Cam. I agree. I, I sprinkled some on DJ. Um, played well, one live uh, in the playoff over uh, Cam. And uh, look, I said that with Cam Smith at the players, and he lost five off the tee and won. Uh, you know, he made everything he looked at, of course, that week. But um, yeah, it, it feels like he's going to have to have a pretty special driving performance uh, this week to have a chance on this type of ballpark. All right, stop me with someone that you like here. Ready? Because we're starting to get down into the. 40s. Cameron Young now, actually, he's at 35. He shaved. Uh, Have you seen? Did he? He's Cameron clean, Young. Okay. He's clean wow. shaven. Yeah. Okay. I don't maybe know. That'll make the putter up. Yeah. I mean, you got to try anything, right? Yeah, you got to try it. Got, maybe he's, he's looking at it and like the facial hair is getting in the way or something. 30, he's 35. Uh, Victor's 35. Sung Jay is 36. Of those three, I'd probably take him. Yes. You know, if I had to pick who's going to do the best at a young Hovland and M, I think Sung Jay is the more rounded player. Just like you mentioned with Xander, who was my one and done pick this week for all the reasons you mentioned. So I'm not going to be redundant. When you when you don't have a Xander available, M's the next best guy yeah, that you know is going to be like mm -hmm. in the top 20 all the time. And he's definitely going to make the cut. So of those guys, I love him. All right, here we go. Next five. Homa. Spieth. Hatton, Matsuyama, or Burns? Give me one or maybe two out of there that you like. The media center is buzzing. It's Tuesday. Everybody's, you know, kind of here. And uh, I got here late, late last night to Rochester. I drove up from the city. And uh, everyone's, you know, the first thing they always say to me is, Keith, who you got? Keith, who you got? Single bullet, who you got? Who's your guy? And as much as I love Cantley this week, right, and there'll be more than a sprinkle there, I can't say enough good things about how I feel this fit works for Terrell Hatton. And everyone that's willing to listen to me for a couple of minutes, it's just like the way I felt about Wyndham Clark at Wells Fargo. It just makes sense to me. He plays difficult golf courses very, very well, right? Uh, what, fourth at API, third at Quail, second at the players, the long iron game, you know, third in the field right now, um, strokes gain, tee to green, 
The par four scoring is really crucial this week. I mean, you got to look at that. That's one of those quiet statistics that everyone kind of skips over and they never talk about. You get 12 of those this week, seven of which are over 460. But then you have, you know, the drivable one. The the way you can manipulate your game like a Terrell Hatton. Remember when he came over from the DP World Tour? It was always short game, putting, and then a bunch of expletives. But now he he has grown into a world-class ball striker. And if you look at what... He has done this year. His resume, his CV is super, super impressive. So for me, sitting in the fours, I love, I love me some Terrell Hatton in that group. And you know, it's it, the guy's great. He, he, he's just unbelievable. And if, if nothing else, if nothing else, it's not going to be pleasant here this week. And it's seldom right. pleasant in England. Right. So the guy's going to run hot. We all know that. And. I, he's gonna feel like he's at home in England. It's gonna. It, I could just see. I could just. You could just feel it. Like Fitzpatrick last year at the U.S. Open. I was all over him. You just get it, right? It's just for me. Yeah. I, I just love the hat this week. I, I agree. He's uh, been this calendar year. Let's see, nine tournaments, six top tens. Um. I mean, I I I, I totally agree. He was the second person that I circled. Um for this week and this could be it i mean the, the conditions are, are gonna are gonna play into this as well you look at uh, some of the metrics here i just did a a little model here kind of weighting it off you know with the distance factor and keeping it in the fairway and the approach game the key middle iron game 175 to 200 there's some cool stats called fairways gain and greens and regulation gain like you know things that we know are going to play into this, playing from the short grass. And you just look at like the last 12 rounds coming in and you got your usual suspects of Scheffler, Schauffele, Finau, and Hatton's number five. Oh, yeah. There he is. He's number five. And, and, and you, you know who's number three in this group as we move down the board to 60 to one is Fleetwood. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Fleetwood now, in his last five starts is gaining over seven strokes total against yeah. the field guys awesome awesome but he is awesome. Fleetwood's a better fit for LACC firm super fast um he would be a guy he'd be a great futures grab right now before he goes like top 15 here yep. he's probably at like 80 to one he's probably at plus 8,000 for LACC get him now and then watch him go top 15 here top 20 here and then coming into LA, you have an you have an eighty to one ticket on that guy, and that's a place he could definitely win. You know, I, one other point on Hatton that I was looking up. You start talking about big, big style golf courses in the PGA. Two thousand sixteen, Jimmy Walker wins at Baltusrol, big golf course like this, right? Mm-hmm. Hatton top ten there that week, mm-hmm. which would be significant. But it's even more significant because that week was plagued by wet weather and soft conditions. If we get the wet weather over the weekend, this falls right back into it. Yeah. So he's got experience, and that's seven years. No, seven years ago, right? Yep. So um, we can keep going, but I'm 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 backing up the Clark trunk. Yeah. Beep, yeah. Beep, I am on Terrell. I yeah. like it. I like it. I, I'm I'm already on uh, on Hatton right now. He comes in at uh, you can get him at forty to one. There's actually a forty four out there. I see. I saw uh, forty six. Shopping around a little bit on him. 
Um, all right, so how far the how far down the board are we gonna go, right? I mean, we can, you know, we always try to give them a, a bomber or two, something to think about. You got Fowler at seventy. I'll look. I mean, Gooch can be sprinkled over pretty easily, you know, by a lot of people. But look, it, one of the best iron players in the world, I'll say, is Taylor Gooch. I, I think he can do enough with the short game. Clearly, he's putting the ball well. I think his driver is a little more of an asset now than it has been. This is a different golf course and certainly what he's won on with Liv. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Gooch come out there and do some things. Um, you know, our, our, we're looking for that maybe next Mito Pereira, uh, a guy that popped last year, uh, could have won this event, knocked it in the water, of course on the 18th hole to give JT the opportunity. Um, you know, a Mito type of player. Why not a walking Neiman at 90? Ball flight. It's too low. Too low? I, I, yeah. Um, and people will say, well, he was great at Riviera. But, but you know, it, it's – you're going to have yeah. such an advantage hitting into these greens if you can hit it high. Up in the air. Yep. Yeah, you got to get it up in the air. And you, so I Adam, mean, you, Scott, Adam Scott at 90 would probably be a better bet. Head to head for sure. Yeah. Over the yeah. course of 72 holes, no doubt. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I think it's a fair point. I, I think it's a fair point with Neiman because uh, he does, he does really bore it down. I see some respect for Lowry at 90. I've seen a few people kicking around some of the weather. The Gala, yeah. you know, can do some magic around the greens. Can he keep it on the, can he keep it in the fairway enough uh, to do enough? Woodland, I mean, if you want to, if you want to go with one of the best ball strikers in the game right now and just hope the putter, shows any assemblance of a pulse uh woodland the, I, the, I think would get a little play at 110. i mean if the putter even broke even okay if you're gonna bet gary woodland just don't watch don't follow <laughs> him hole by hole just look at just check the end of the round and hope for the best because if you go through that roller coaster you're just giving it to yourself uh i mean russell henley's 120 the guy's a pure ball striker you know he's gonna be he's gonna have his opportunities i got three guys over 100 that I'm paying attention to and maybe they won't win, but if you love that placement game or you want to get into some different props or you, you do a little fantasy work, I love myself a little bit of Justin Rose. Okay. His last three PGAs. Well, his last five PGAs, he's been in the top 30, but his last three Harding park ninth, eighth at Kiowa 13th at Southern Hills, something about the PGA seems to work with his game because he wasn't even, Really good Justin Rose the last three years, right? Justin Rose is over 100 to 1. I'm going to go one more. We go up northeast. Soft, long conditions, bent grass greens. Guy was seventh place last year at the country club, Keegan Bradley. He's got New England roots. He's, you know, go back to the BMW in 2018, played at Aronimink in Philly. Donald Ross was your golf course designer. Keegan won that in rain. He won that long cold that was october or uh, that was september so you know i mean that that's a good one for you and then i got a deep bomb for you because oh i know you love i love i love you a, a good one down the down okay. the uh down the board a little bit bent grass greens northeast style play let me guess let me guess harris english you got it no oh yeah northeast guy oh, yeah. yep he loves yeah. it up there Yeah, I mean, you you brought it up early. That 2020 Wingfoot, he was on that board at a time where he wasn't playing great before he went on that win run. And, you know, Harris is – it would not surprise me at all. And some boards have him at, you know, 250, 300. Yeah, 250. Top 40, right? Right. You're going to get a lot of money there. 
Um, depends how depends how crazy you want to get, but um, ten bucks there. I mean, at two fifty to one. Not I, yeah, I, I like it. I, I I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, there's certainly some ties there, right, that you can bring back with Harris English um, yeah. and starting to kind of work himself back into some form. I, it's Taylor Moore's first PGA. Second make, major, my, yeah. yeah. Make the cut. Taylor Moore, make the cut. Oh, um, Taylor Moore, if he's just even remotely even with the short game, the way that guy ball strikes it, impressive. Right. Really right. impressive. Yeah. You know, I, I can see him. him. Yeah, I think I could see him, you know, having a solid, a solid run here. I like Taylor Moore, but we've been kind of out in front with him and what we've seen. Patrick Reed at 110. God, I never thought I'd see the day where we see a hunt. What a, I see a 160 on Bryson right now. 125 on a couple. He got he shot started working with, uh, He's changing things up. He started working with Dana Dahlquist. I don't know if you heard that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So it's um, and Dana's a long time golfing machine type of, you know, studier student. So you know, I think that that's a good fit for them on the lesson God, team. God bless you, Dana. God bless you. Oh God! Well, yeah, yeah. I know <laughs> we all know Dana, and Dana is a saint for this one. But um, yeah, well, yeah. God bless him. This. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. All right, all right. So there's a couple bombers down the board. I'm excited. I, I really am. This is going to be fun. I, I look. I I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't rain too much. I, I want this thing to have a little spice. I don't don't soften this up. Break up the clouds. Hey, don't let this thing get too wet, um, because we we need the ball bouncing a little bit here. Um, I, I think it really. If it gets super wet, man, this is going to get. There's just a hand. It's like Brooks says. You know, he he said that the part out loud, right? Where you come in is like, there's only a few guys that can beat me here. You know, if they uh, yeah. I don't. I don't have to worry about all those guys. It's it's that guy, that guy, and that guy. If and, it's, and if it gets wet and it's, then then it just in those guys' mind, there's just not many that can beat them. There definitely isn't, and uh, I I just love this week, for all the reasons that you know we're going to celebrate the PGA of America and all the fun aspects of the game. Yeah. You know the teaching, the coaching, the tournaments, uh, the junior golf. You know you're going to see all the PSAs. They'll yep. do their best to try to explain the difference between the PGA and the PGA Tour. It's a great week for golf. And above all else, what Kerry Haig and the team has put together here, Andrew Green, all the wonderful people at Oak Hill that are supporting this thing, is they're going to show you that we don't have to worry about stupid conversations about live and golf ball and all this other stuff. Here's this Parkland golf course with a creek that it's sand and grass. And we're going to get a really – I truly believe we're going to get a really, really entertaining championship. And, as I mean, look at last year. How fantastic was that? And uh, I think we're just set up to do the same thing all over again. And, and I couldn't be more excited to be here uh, on the property and to check it all out through Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a great week. You have a great week up there. Um, really appreciate everything here over the last uh, – few weeks go follow him at read the line at key stewart he's got uh what 15 winners you've picked in the last 13 months 15 uh wyndham's number 16 wyndham yeah. excuse me 16 wyndham clark 16 yeah and uh don't talk to me about last week i had minji lee lost in a playoff with a three putt oh god kidding me wow yeah 40 to I, one would hey, have been anyway. have a great week take pictures send them to us
I like I love you're you're so spot on how green it is, right? Send us a couple pictures of uh, this beautiful golf course up in Rochester. I'll throw some up on Twitter and tag you. All right, you know, everyone that's fans and listening to this show, they know they're getting their money's worth. We can send Absolutely. them some green. I got it. I feel good about this. I think uh, number 17 is right around the corner. Keith Stewart at Read the Line. Thank you. Travis Fulton, nothing better than being on a stripe show, my friend. Take care.